that if this side of heaven, whatever we're wrestling with tends to take over, we have eternity and nothing wins but Jesus Christ. My God wins it all. Amen. Well, it's great to be here worshiping with you, whether you're here in person or joining us online. Man, we are here to celebrate Jesus Christ. We are here to lift up the hope that we have and the trust that we can have in him. It is all about Jesus and all of God's people said. Amen, man. Huge deal. And uh, hey, we're launching a new series today. We're launching a new series and we're gonna be walking through the summer with it. This is gonna be myself preaching as well as several of our pastoral staff as we kind of carry through this summer with one big focus, all right? So that said, we just gotta keep a little bit in mind of where we came from. So having come out of nine months through Revelation, just a ton of worship, this massive celebration of our God, lifting him up in every way, he is so stunning with this huge call to worship Man, the battle cry is, don't lose that worship. Man, may we worship even in the midst of struggles. May we worship even when things get a little questionable, it looks a little dark. May we worship even then. That's our battle cry, even then. So that's the name of the series as we're going after it. Even in the midst of struggle, may God get our worship. Ready? And all of God's people said. Dude, that is a massive battle cry. And it's easier to say amen on a Sunday morning sitting here than in the middle of the trial. And all of God's people said. Right? So let's really take this to heart. Lord, I am ready to lean on you even then. I am going to worship you with all I've got. So that said, I'm kicking this series off here today. We're gonna jump to Daniel chapter three and we're gonna get after it. Daniel chapter three is actually kind of speaks to the battle cry statement that we've had in this church for the last decade, right? We've had a battle cry statement. My God can, my God will, and even if my God doesn't, I will worship you. Everybody say it with me. My God can. My God will, and even if he doesn't, I will worship you. Man, that's our battle cry. We've been running after it for 10 years. We didn't make that up. It comes right out of this passage, all right? So turn with me to Daniel chapter three, starting in verse 13, as we get after it, and we're gonna set the tone for this series even then, and how we call out this battle cry in the midst of whatever we're going through. Here we go, point number one. Take your stand. My God can, my God will, and even if my God doesn't, right, take your stand. I am ready to worship, Lord, in the midst of whatever you call me to walk through. May you get all the glory. Huge battle cry moment. So as we jump in here, we're in Daniel chapter three. The book of Daniel is about Daniel who was taken off uh, into captivity, into exile in Babylon, right? And so he is in Babylon. It turns out there's a 70 year time frame they're gonna be there, but Daniel's in Babylon. And as he's spending his time there, Daniel is really capturing all that God reveals to him. Although Daniel chapter three is not about Daniel. It's actually about three other guys he was with as well. Three Jewish men, three Hebrews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they're super capable as well. And God's using them and God's revealing through them. And so as we pick up in Daniel chapter three, we've got the king, Nebuchadnezzar, who has lost his nut. 
And he's deciding to command that everybody start bowing and worshiping him. And he's got different ways that they're going to do it and go after it. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are taking a very firm stand. And that's where we're picking it up, all right? So here we go. Starting in verse 13. It says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. The king heard that they were refusing to do what he was calling out, and he freaks out. Like in furious rage, the king is like, they're not listening to me? Get them in here. He says, get them over, bring them to me. They're going to answer to me. It says, so they brought these men before the king, Nebuchadnezzar, and answered, and, and Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up. By the way, the golden image of himself, right? He's like, is it true? I love how he starts out. There's power in the question, right? It's always helpful to ask questions and see where people are at. And he's like, is it true? But you have to hear the sarcasm in this as well. He's like, I'm in charge, well, quite frankly, of the universe as far as I see it. He's like, is it true? that you're seriously not gonna listen to me? That's what he's saying. Is it true that you have decided not to bow? Now, you gotta imagine the guys that grabbed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that brought him in, that have set him up in front of the king and stepped back, and then the king leans in and goes, is it true that you're gonna try to stand against me? And these guys are like, busted. Right, step back away, look out, the heat is gonna start coming. They are gonna so get it. And uh, he says, now, this is the king talking, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well then, well and good, right? Please hear the sarcasm again. If you are ready, like, is it true you're going to stand against me? Look, when you're ready, look, I'm the king, but you must have so much more important in you. So if you're ready, when the noise comes, will you then do what I say? If you do, fine. We'll call it all well and good. I'll forgive. We'll wash it aside. Are you going to do what I'm asking you to do? He says, will you? I'm asking you and I offer up forgiveness, but by the way, you will obey. He says, but if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? He's like, is it true? I mean, are you ready? And if not, I'm going to burn you alive. This is the king. He's like, I'm going to throw you in a burning, fiery furnace. Are you ready to bend? Their lives are being put on the line. And then he says, and who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Okay, this shows you exactly where Nebuchadnezzar is in life. He's like, I am ruling Babylon. I am over it all. I am all that. I have all the power, I have all the authority. I'm the one who's gonna burn, cook this furnace up and make it hot. Who is your God who's gonna be bigger than me? 
Well, the answer to that is Jesus himself, right? He's like, who is this God? Who is bigger? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are like, dude, careful, because you're going to meet him. <laughs> right? Like, watch out, man. I would be very cautious where you're headed with this. And he says, who is this God? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered, and they said to the king, oh, Nebuchadnezzar. Now, for you and me, we hear that, and we're like, okay, so they're beginning to talk with him. No, you don't understand. When you talk to the king, you say, oh, king. That's the appropriate answer. And in fact, you're going to see him go back to that in just a little bit. The proper answer is, oh, king. Oh, one who rules over everything. They're like, oh, guy who has a name. That's what they're doing. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, you are just a man. And we worship God himself. And you need to grasp it. He says, they say, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Dude, it almost hurts me to read that. The reality is they're like, dude, say what you want. I don't report to you. I report to a guy above you, way above you. And I'm not going to answer and I'm not going to respond. So we don't owe you an answer to this matter. Let's put it in our vernacular today. Sorry, dude. That's not happening. Like, that's it. Their answer was pretty direct. So then they say, let us give you our battle cry. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. Ready? My God can. Everybody say it with me. My God can. First part of their battle cry. Oh, no, man. My God? You question who my God is? Oh, he is very able. Next, and he will deliver us out of your hand. Ready? Oh, king. Now we're going back to a little more respect moment. He's like, we will be delivered out by our God. Uh, everybody say, my God will. Right? The battle cry. My God can. And my God will. And then they say, but if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. No man, our worship stays with the God of the universe, not with you. Even if he doesn't, I will worship him. Even if he doesn't, I will worship him. Everybody say it with me. Even if he doesn't, I will worship him. Man, we better get ready to answer like this more and more and more in our lives. Amen. It's going to be pressure in. There's going to be pressed down. You're going to be feeling things. Maybe it's something happening in this world. Maybe it's something happening in your life. Maybe there's things going on that are physical, that are scary, that are huge. Maybe there's things that are going on with job or family or whatever else. Know this. As we stand with our God, my God can my God will, and even if my God doesn't, I will worship him. May he get all the glory. Massive call out. It says, then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He liked these guys. 
He was hoping it would come across. He gave some soft questions. Is it true that you're gonna try to defy me? Just step across and do it and all will be fine. Well and done. Who is your God that's gonna help you anyway? Our God will answer and we won't move. He loses it completely. He freaks out, he's completely filled with fury. It says, and the expression of his face was changed. I'm not sure what expression he had first, but it went to deep anger, where you see his eyes furrow up, you see him, and he's just riveted with an aggression against them. It says, and he ordered the furnace heated seven times more. Hmm, that's an interesting number, isn't it? God's number in the midst, and everybody say, God has a plan, right? And he's like, seven times more than it was usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. First of all, can we just say, that's a bummer of a job. To have to bind these guys up and get close to this furnace that is now seven times hotter than normal. It says, then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments. I have no idea why, why they had them bound with everything they own. I really don't know. It doesn't really say. I think he's sort of like, get rid of every semblance of them that exists. I want them gone. So everything they have is put together on them and they are bound up and it says, and they were uh, thrown into the burning fiery furnace. It says, in the midst of this, this was the plan and it began to move forward. Now in the moment, they have taken the stand. We're not moving. God can handle this. And then he's like, fine, bind them up and throw them in the fiery furnace. There has to be a moment where they're like, I'm not sure how this is gonna turn out. (laughs) Which way does this go next? Like, how does this get better from here? And they're watching and waiting. Uh, Their faith not moving an ounce. Man, can I just say this? Notice they are in the middle of a very hard time and it's not because of a lack of faith. Ready? And all of God's people said, Be very, very careful with that bogus theology that says if you're struggling at all in any suffering problem, it's a lack of faith that put us there. Down with that statement. Man, I just want to make this really clear. Our faith does not guarantee zero struggles. Our faith guarantees that we have a God with us in the midst of the struggle. And this is a huge deal. This is a massive moment. It says, because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Notice who it killed. So the guys who are binding them up, they're getting them all set, they're getting them wrapped in, they're getting it tight, they're turning around and they're starting to move towards the furnace and it's like, can you imagine? And as you're bringing closer, you're like, man, this is so hot. And the king is like, get them in there. And so you move up and you just have to do whatever. So they move closer and closer, they throw them and the heat and the fire just consumes and they drop. Killed in the moment, third degree burn, whatever else it was, took their lives right there, all of them. They're down. It says, and the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Didn't take their lives. They're dropped in to the furnace in the moment. They are in the middle of it. Faith engaged, calling out their battle cry, waiting to see what God is gonna do. May God get all the glory. And this is a huge moment. In the midst of our daily walk, we end up in struggle. In the midst of our lives, we can end up in really hard times and our worship can be put to the challenge. Man, what hard time are you walking through? And if you're newer to the church, you may not know this, but um, there's a little bit of a backstory on me. Uh, So like 10 years ago, just exhausted all the time, couldn't figure out what was going on. You know, pastoring here and loving it, but dragging by midweek and trying to get it back up and going each week and and, uh, went to a number of doctors trying to figure it out. The number one statement that came back was, well, you're getting old. I kind of took offense to that, quite frankly. I was kind of young, quite frankly, still in my 40s at that time. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And, and uh, so we kept pushing and trying to figure it out. Eventually got with Mayo through a friend who had a connect and, and Mayo did a bunch of tests. And uh, I ended up getting a call back from the Mayo doctor on my birthday, actually. It was February 7th uh, when all of the details kind of came down to a final fruition. But I ended up getting a call from the Mayo doctor and his statement was, are you sitting down? That's not a good word to hear from a Mayo doctor. And I'm like, "Uh, no, uh, hang on. So I sat down and I said, what's going on? And he said, listen, um, I can't say this legally because we haven't done the final test. You have to get an MRI, but I'm 99.999% sure you have a brain tumor and it's crushing your pituitary and it needs to be dealt with now. So please get this dealt with. And I said, okay, I got an appointment coming up in a month. I can get it checked in. And he was like, no, you are not understanding me. He said, I'm talking like you get it done today or this week, or I'm flying you down here. This has to be done now. Your life is at risk. And then he said, you have the lowest testosterone level I've ever seen in a living male. And there's just a lot of ways where that's disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's just like, uh, (laughs) I was like, what? Don't hit a guy when he's down, man. Like, okay. It's like, you have the lowest testosterone. We have got to get this dealt with. And so, listen, we went in, we got the MRI. It turned out absolutely true. We had a, Dr. Klaffenstein from here got that verified immediately. And, and so we went after it. And man, I had a surgery in 2013. And for those who have been with on the journey, surgery in 13, surgery in 2015, as it started growing back, started growing back again, surgery in 2018. So went through three brain surgeries and they said, that's it, really can't do any more, there's so much scar tissue, we're going to need to go with a radiation treatment to try to knock it out. We're going to use gamma knife and try to just pound this thing. So we ended up going after it with hammering for like three and a half hours in the gamma knife, which is normally typically like in that 20, 30 minute range. And they did like this three hour cycle and you're locked down to a table and going through all that. And uh, coming out the backside, knowing there's gonna be some residual with that much radiation dumped in and the spread that it can have and that it could take some other uh, hormones and stuff in the due time, but hormones that you can get through pills and all. I'm like, okay, here we go. We walked through each of those pieces and we ended up coming through the radiation on the backside. That was five years ago now. Can you believe that? Five years ago. 
Just had my radiation, or, amen to that man. Amen. Just had an MRI two weeks ago. I have to do those every so often, right? And uh, just had the MRI and it came back and they said it is currently stable, which is a fantastic statement. I would love to hear shrinking, but we'll take stable. And all of God's people said, amen, man. Love that. And so here's where we are. We're in the middle of a battle cry. We started the battle cry when we were going through this and the battle cry in our family became, my God can. My God will. Look, and even if my God doesn't, I will worship you. We will worship you. Our family, amen, man, our family on it. Huge deal. As we walk through whatever we walk through, God, you have a plan, and I will not question. You are in charge. You have all ability. So I stand with faith and whatever you choose to do. And all of God's people said, so what is your fiery furnace? So what is God calling you to walk through? So what is God calling you to look at and struggle with and face in this moment? Man, get ready. Because our God works big. Our God does amazing things with our heart. And I'm telling you in the midst of this, I just wanna tell you this, being in the middle of the fiery furnace was an absolute mountaintop moment for my faith. Was an unbelievable top to the point where like you love it so much, you're growing so much that as anything starts to subside, you miss the fervency. Know this man, there is privilege in being with our king in the midst of a struggle. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are like, my God's got it. My God can handle it. And if he chooses otherwise, I bow and I worship him with all I have. And all of God's people said, even then, I will worship you. Point number two. Don't you love hearing the pages turn? <laughs> We're back to pages, man. The Revelation books are closed down, right? All right. Watch God move. Point number two, watch God move. It says, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, we'll hang right there. He was sitting down and all of a sudden, he sees something and he goes, what? And he's looking in and then he says, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? He's like, weren't there three in there? And their answer back is, true, O king. Like, yep, we threw in three. He's like, but I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of that fire. How are there four? Who is the other one? Please notice, unbound. The fire killed all those who were throwing them in and the fire burned the ropes and broke them apart and they are untouched. God has a plan. 
And in the midst of it, he says, there is a fourth right there among them. Everybody say, that's Jesus. Right, God with them right in the middle of it. This is a huge moment. I see four men. Everybody say, miracle. And they are not hurt. Everybody say, miracle. And the appearance of the fourth, ready, is like the son of the gods. You've got to understand, they are staring at a furnace that is stoked to seven times hotter. It is booming with heat and brightness. And in the middle of it, there is God himself present, and he is brighter than all of it. Beaming forth, they can see him in all of his glory pouring out, and they are stunned. He is like, who is the one who is brighter than anything I'm staring at right now? This is amazing. Everybody say, that's Jesus. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning, fiery furnace, and he declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Did Nebuchadnezzar start to get it? Remember his question, who's going to save you from my fiery furnace? Oh, that guy, that God. Servants of the Most High God. He says, come out and come here. Now, I'm just saying that it doesn't say this in the scripture, but in the middle of the heat of this burning furnace, in the middle of the glory of Jesus Christ stretching himself out in all of his glory and the four of them together in this absolute perfect moment, I'm pretty sure it was like San Diego 72 balmy. You know what I'm saying? This amazing, comfortable moment where they're talking and laughing, their ropes disappear and Christ shows up and they're like, oh my word, I knew this is amazing. And he's like, we're all good. And they're like, what do we do now? Do we get out? And he's like, why? Just hang right here with me. 72 degrees and balmy. And then all of a sudden the king says, come out. Can you imagine what you would say? I think I'd be like, hang on. This ain't bad, man. I'm with my God right now. I'll come when I'm ready. In this moment of taking with worship with Jesus Christ, it says, then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. They climbed out, it says, and the satraps and the prefects and the governors and the king's counselors, like all the leaders that had any authority at all, gathered together because they were going to be the witnesses. And they saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. None. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them at all. You got a picture as they're sitting in there with Jesus and the glory is beaming and the balm of the temperatures is great and then the king says, come out. They're like, whenever you say to come out is when I go, Jesus. And he's like, let's talk for a little. And they spend a moment and then they say, okay, it's time. Can you imagine being outside the furnace as you watch these guys kind of come out, even touching the metal? They would have been scorching hot. And they come out and they're like... Woo! How are you guys doing? <laughs> and they step together up front, and as they're standing, I can just imagine there had to be a moment of some joke that would go on, right? As they're standing, they're like, dude, your hat's a little 
off kilter. You should probably adjust your hat there. As we just got out of the blazing fire, and as they stand looking at the king and he is stunned, all the witnesses come in close and they're like, nothing is singed at all. There's no damage to anything. They don't even smell like they've been roasting marshmallows. You know what I'm talking about? You get out in the backyard, you start roasting and the wind blows the wrong direction and then you smell like smoke for like the next three days and it doesn't matter if you take a shower or not. They don't even have that on them. (laughs) Nothing. They're fine. They're perfect. They've just spent time with their God in amazing worship. Said they gathered together and they saw that the fire had not had any power over their bodies at all. Hear me, man. When God is your hedge, people will be in awe. When God is your protection, people will be stunned and they will begin to know the Most High God just a little bit more. May God get all the glory. He says, Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I love this moment. Remember, he went from, who could save you from my fire? And now he's like, blessed be the God, the most high God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is a massive worship moment. By the way, please notice what he did not say. Everybody say not. He did not say, blessed be Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. It is not about the person. It is about the God behind the person. And all of God's people said, man, don't walk through some struggle or trial with some level of trust, longing that people will show some level of respect or glory to you. It is not about us. It is all about Jesus Christ. May he get all the glory. May we never draw attention. It isn't me. It's my God. Let me introduce you to the king of the universe. And all of God's people said, and praise God, man, Nebuchadnezzar got it. He is like, man, it is absolutely the God of the universe in charge. Praise him. He said, the God who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up the bodies rather than serve and worship any God except their own God. He's like, praise God that he stood with these who were bold and worshiped no matter what. Blessed be that God. He said, therefore, right? When we see the word therefore, we say, Because of miracle after miracle after miracle, because of God showing himself in a huge way, he said, I make a decree. Here's the new plan. The old plan was whenever you hear the sound of anything musical, you bow before me in some way, shape, or form. Here's the new decree. Any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, notice he has not made him his God yet. He's not in that kind of mode, but he is at least honoring that this God has power. He's recognizing that, but he's not calling him his God. Just be very, very cautious with that. And he said he speaks anything, anybody that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruin. Now, I'm not sure that this is exactly, I don't know that this is what God really wanted, but let's just say this is consistent with who he is, right? He's like, I'll destroy anybody that doesn't do this that I say. 
Okay, never mind. I'll destroy anybody that doesn't do this that I say. He's the same guy with the same heart problem. But now he's directing people towards understanding that the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is to be worshiped and feared. He said, for there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. And all of God's people said, dude, if there was one sentence to walk away with out of today, there is no God who can rescue in this way other than this God, my God. We worship the king of the universe. He has the ability. My God can. And my God will. I'm trusting in him on that. But even if he doesn't, I will worship him. May God get all the glory. Huge deal. He said, there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Man, know this. When God saves miraculously, he awakens hearts miraculously. Know that. When we stand courageously, he awakens hearts miraculously. No matter the outcome, stand with your God and he will be praised. No matter what's going on, no matter which way it turns, I am with you, God. No matter what is threatened, no matter how bad it looks, I worship the God who has the universe in hand. I worship the King who is coming again. I worship the King who is going to establish a kingdom forever. I worship the God who is the beaming bright sun of glory, brighter than anything we can see. I stand with him and this broken world bows to him. However, he says, I'm with his plan. And all of God's people said, dude, that's the battle cry. Even then, I worship you, Lord. May you get all the glory. It doesn't mean the brain tumors are gone. It doesn't mean the checks don't still have to happen. It doesn't mean that there's not future things that have to happen. It doesn't mean that you're not taking testosterone shots for the rest of your life so that nobody tells you you have the lowest. <laughs> right? It doesn't mean any of that. You're in. But may God get all the glory. Are you ready to take your pain and your struggle and your problem and look to your king who is the way maker? There is no God who works in this way but our God. Are you ready to trust your God with all you've got and shout it out, I am in with you. You have all power and ability. You are my king. This is our battle cry. So let's just say it loud and say it big. My God can, my God will, and even if my God doesn't, as fast and loud as we can. Ready? Here we go. My God can, my God will, and even if my God doesn't, I will worship him. May God get all the glory. My God can. Amen, man. Bring it up. Amen. This is our king. This is why we worship. 
that we can be a church collectively together on fire, that we can clap hands and applaud even in the midst of a struggle because God has it in hand, that if this side of heaven, whatever we're wrestling with tends to take over, we have eternity and nothing wins but Jesus Christ. My God wins it all. Now the question, amen, man. Now the question is just what does it look like in a couple of the little details right here on earth and then we spend forever with our king. May we hand it to him. Are you ready to worship that God? Even that. May God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, Let's pray. 